Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's Friday. It's the Entitled Banner Podcast. The UBP, the Yay, UBP. UBP. The UBP. I'm Scott Taylor. I've just said he's Jules Gill, but I love seeing his little face. How's he doing? <laughs> I'm doing well, apart from I've got a question for you, Scott. Go on. Where the hell are our UBP branded mugs? We were promised <laughs> them. February has come and gone. The air quotes merch drop has happened. Yes. And it's still nowhere to be found. I Funnily am enough, fuming. We've thrown in the UBP designs. I actually got asked about them yesterday. This is something that we can oh, very much you? discuss oh, when okay. we're not recording. But I do believe they're in motion. I um, oh, I was asked God. to supply the okay. designs again. So I, well, I don't know. I know I know as much as you do, but I was prodded just yesterday to say, where's these designs then? And I went, well, well here you, you go. have. Yeah, you have bought so yourself I've... another week. You bought yourself another week from me. <laughs> the sword of Damocles hanging yeah, over exactly. my head. I don't know why it's me now, but it's, um, <laughs> I'm in the way now. But um, yeah, apparently we'll get some UVP mugs that we've been trying to put together for um, what most of this year. I, I think we I first know, right. Well, it's consumed my every waking moment, put it that way. <laughs> well, hopefully uh, they'll come soon enough. Until then, the entire Banner podcast is always a place where people can submit questions on whatever the hell they want. I just ask people for whatever's on their mind and some gaming stuff. There's some wrestling stuff in here because AEW infects everything. Ooh. And uh, we'll just talk about as much as we can. So first question from Alex, who says, which is the most BS Elden Ring boss? Radan harms my equilibrium. <laughs> Now, now I don't know you was... messaged me this the other night. You were like, <laughs> have you got to this boss fight yet? And I didn't respond because I got sent back to an emotional state of being like bullied at school. I was just <laughs> like, nah, I'm not having any of this. The thing I'm with, not having um, any of this on my day off. I'm starting to feel sorry for the people who aren't playing Elden Ring. Like maybe most people are. It's yeah. one of the highest selling games in recent memory. Um, but I do feel sorry for those people. So we won't spend too much time on Elden Ring. Um, sure. It'll probably come back around because there's a lot of Elden Ring questions. But... Um, in regards to Radon, I love this fight. I think that it's very tough. I got absolutely swamped mm-hmm. by it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love the fight itself. It's this really big spectacle fight. You're going up against this huge, huge creature um, slash man thing who's mutated um, on a big battlefield. Uh, uh, man bear pig. Man bear, yeah, man, man bear pig with two big machetes. And uh, and then you summon in every character, every friend that you've made to that point. Yep. Um, and it's not it's not a final boss or anything. I guess it's not like a massive spoiler. I mean, it's a boss strategy spoiler, whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, that fight in a sheer visual sense blew me away. And I love, I've not yeah. been him yet um i ended up teleporting away to just do more of the game i was like i'm going to come back when i can do a hit that does more than a millimeter damage um to yes so I've, yeah. I've left him but as a as a spectacle fight i've summoned in a few times to help other people try and get through and i love charging towards him with everyone else yeah. being summoned in and um, blide <laughs> as well the uh the wolfman character phenomenal. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah love running in alongside him but yeah who what do you think's the most bs elden ring boss 
Well, to be honest, like it's probably not going to be one of the uh, the mainline mm. bosses, but some of these the dun the optional ones you can find in the dungeons, the crypts, and the catacombs, they can be sometimes just like okay, this is clearly I can see why you're a B tier boss mm. because you are like you've got you have one gimmick, and they were like it's a bit cheap, <laughs> let's just leave this like for an optional one, so we don't have to get people complaining about it. Any time that it comes up against those. Uh, the guardians, you know, the giant cat sphinx characters that do the big slam. I've still not found one of them. I know I killed you a couple of weeks ago. I've still not found uh, one of them. <laughs> so I come up, I came up against a dungeon that's got two of them in. Right. And oh, it was God. the first time in a long time that I had to like properly just go, oh, I'm going to have to summon rather than summoning because uh, I want to embarrass the boss. It was just uh, like, oh, okay, right, I guess we're doing this then. So I, <laughs> I called in a magic user and they were just like, they absolutely wrecked it from that point. But mm-hmm. my build does not hit that thing well and there were two of them floating around one was doing magic one was doing a big slam attack and i was just like i it wasn't a boss that took me long i was done and dusted within half an hour with it but i was just like oh i hated every (laughs) moment of that my thing is like coming off because we've been playing these games for over 10 years and so the thing that always catches me is they've previously programmed a lot of elden ring boss attack patterns or enemy Mm -hmm. attack patterns to do that little delay they go hit you and then they stop and you've already dodged and then they catch you again it was when um you get up to is it is Goldrick isn't it the uh the first, the first guy the Goldrick yeah sorry yeah. Um, it, it's 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 his attacks that are like oh here's the actual skill challenge <laughs> check because it because it's like every single attack he does he goes one attack normal second mm. attack was slight today third attack normal and then if because he's running away he does a long sort of reaching attack that has an awkward delay mm. that if you keep spamming roll you will always get hit That's by so it's thing, like, like just calm down <laughs> yeah it's always the case of just breathe like every single yeah. one of these games just breathe just breathe through it steal yourself and you'll get through it but so many bosses have those massive damage arcs that'll just catch you anyway the thing is Mm. i might just say that i also agree with radon mainly because elden ring has the same from software camera problem that they've had since 2009 where big, the camera just goes into the floor behind you and you just barely see anything they did a good job in the sense that when you come up against the giants in the field, you can obviously mm. target their main body and then their legs. So at least it keeps the camera low down. But sometimes mm. it doesn't give you the option to switch between the body parts. And no. that does annoy me because it's like this thing is way too big and it's pulling the camera into mm. really weird shapes, especially if you're on horseback. Sometimes you'll just be riding around and going, like, oh, my God, I cannot see anything. But sometimes as well it, 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 it teaches you to like to switch on and off the lock on stuff yes. so it's like lock on when you're attacking off when you're uh, evading or vice versa depending on how the boss patterns work out mm-hmm. that's which is also like a veteran soul skill like you de-lock the second you kill something target yeah. something else rotate the camera find something else but i do find if you're finding uh, fighting those um like beings that guard the urge tree there's like one for each tree in oh, the, the world. avatar yeah yeah the avatars sometimes they're surrounded by little smaller enemies and i'll click the right stick in and it'll target like a little tiny foot soldier yeah. I'm like, no, and the, you're like, the big no, thing's no. what I want, to be honest, game. Like, I'm probably going to be wanting to target that. So, yeah, yeah priority target like locking is a, is a thing, isn't it? The avatars, especially, uh, they can be very annoying, especially because mm. they've got like the environment around them usually doesn't play to your sort of like constant rolling back. It's like, oh, there's some giant pots in the way. It's like, oh, brilliant. <laughs> thanks. If there was anything that was like, like you said, sort of um, like the game needs to scan for what what thing is the most damaging thing that's coming at me yeah. and let me target that, even if I'm facing the other way or something uh, potentially. But yeah, I'm going to throw the hat in the ring for Radan and I guess just anything that is swiping at you really, really fast, like those four-armed centipede things. Yeah, oh, I hate them so they much, man. Too. I, anything that's uh, like Sphinx cat related in this game is just getting the bin. I hate fighting them. <laughs> Next question from McAllister NYC. Did anyone else spend an hour designing their Elden Ring character only to never see their face because they're always wearing a helmet? Should all games have an invisible helmet option like Mass Effect 3? 
see, this is the thing. I knew this was going to be the case of my first playthrough. I just didn't even bother. I just went like <laughs> basic face, changed the hair, done. I was right. out the door quick. But now on when we're talking about create, um, uh, characters in like uh, WWE 2K22, which I've been mm. playing relentlessly, Same. man, we, we did a stream on that the other day. And I only do streams for like two and a bit hours just because of the fact that I've got other stuff that I need to be getting on mm -hmm. with. Um, I spent an hour doing that with the fans helping me create it. And it was a case of that was a sped up process where I was right. automating a lot of the sort of things well, because like of the fact there's just so many options. Yeah, like I've read that you can scan your face in, which I know 2K have had for many years. Nelly always goes monstrously yeah. wrong, but <laughs> I like the idea it's, of it. It's, it's really good, actually. This year they've uh, perfected it slightly. They've done a bit more work <laughs> in it. And uh, you can get people that should not be in uh, the WWE uh, very quickly. Like oh, yeah. Made, yeah. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, MJF was in there and it looks ridiculously oh, there's a good. MJF, and I'm like, yeah. oh man. Like <laughs> we've, been, we've got more wrestling questions in a little bit, but I sure, think sure, in regards sure. to, because um, do you tend to do that? Do you spend ages in a character creator in general? Or do you do whip past it? Because I, I spend hours and then it barely ever matters. Well, it depends if like what game it is. Uh, mm. So like um, anything Souls related, nah, because I'm going to be using, I'm going to be wearing a helmet or a headpiece at some right. point in time on that, unless I'm making some absolute like ghoul that mm. I will just have some fun with. Um, if it's something serious that I want to play, then yeah, I probably will spend a bit of time. I'm, as I've said before, if I'm making myself in these games, I'm very lucky. It's no hair, default beard one, I'm done. Like, Maybe I'm out of the do, door. If, do if there's an option Nintendo for sad, memes. tired, small eyes, then that box is ticked. <laughs> then, yeah. That's the thing. Me and you look like Nintendo me's. Like, so if you get me, I'm just default spiky <laughs> yeah. hair template. Click it on like a piece of Playmobil. That's pretty much me. So it's, um, <laughs> yeah. But um, next question from John Wood, who says, was Sheepdog and Wolf just a Metal Gear Solid training game? <laughs> Discuss. Also, where is Project Spartacus? Where the hell is Sheepdog? Dog and Wolf, more importantly, mate. Sheep, Dog and Wolf too. Let's let's kickstart it now. Let's get let's get it going. Uh, I do think I to I totally agree. By the way, that uh, mm. it is a training game for the Metal Gear series because all of the elements there are the the cornerstone of the um, the MGS franchise. Mm. And I do think now that maybe Hideo Kojima went under a different name of like uh, Bill Birkenstein or something like that <laughs> and made this game so that he could basically just be like, right, I'm going to train people to love Metal Gear Solid from a young age and then they grow up and do it. It's, an, it's a move by the I Patriots wish. if I've seen one. To be honest, the amount of um, like over-the-top Acme stuff that's in Sheepdog and Wolf that is largely also in Phantom Pain. Like yeah, know, inflatable right? clones of yourself and whatever else. Like, oh, I wouldn't, it wouldn't, right, it wouldn't be out of place to see Wally Coyote using a rocket fist to punch it. <laughs> <laughs> they the two a rocket power up at Chief Dog of Wolf. Oh, I love well. that. That's the thing. When I get my Steam Deck, if when it finally dispatches, I keep seeing people who have Steam Decks and whenever I check my account, it just says that it's coming Q2. So I don't know what's going on, mm. but that mm. thing is going to become a portable PS1 and PS2 machine and something like Chief Dog and Wolf will be right on there. I can't wait to go back to stuff like that. Yeah. Um, next question from the Gaming PT, which is the wrestling question I should have had earlier in the thing, who says... Sure. How quickly can people create the AEW roster on the creation suite of WWE 2K2022? Um, 2K, yeah, 2K22. And yeah. so I can download them all. Plus, do you think the AEW game will be any good later this year? Um, yes, you can get everybody as yeah. soon as possible. The, the, it's hilarious how much AEW is dominating their top tens and most upvoted lists yeah. right now. It's very funny how um, 2K uh, are trying their hardest to make sure that people can't upload people via names. So it's like if you type in CM Punk, it's like yes. a banned word. But like <laughs> if you went for CMP you dollar sign right nk like then it will be fine like you'll be able to just get a, okay this is a the proper thing, lifelike version there i was on the list last night and the uh, one of the most downloaded was meant to be malachi black but his name was yeah. listed as tommy end 
Is that ever a name? Because that was one by? of his. Yeah, that was one of his things. So oh, basically, okay. like, if if in doubt, just go and search for their old like indie names, right. and you'll be able to find them there. And mm. it's, I tell you what, it's absolutely brilliant because uh, not only can you on day one download the majority of oh, the yeah. AEW and Ring of Honor uh, <laughs> masterclasses, but you can also save yourself a lot of time just by buying the game because there are thirty wrestlers on there. Uh, and about 15 of them are in uh, Impact Wrestling <laughs> and AEW anyway. So yeah. you're fine. Well, even I mean, Lee, look, having William Regal tell you yeah. that you're going to be on NXT and then he's just showing up. And he's, I'm just like, ah. <laughs> it's like Regal. So my character now is, yeah, so my character now on our gameplay next week when we do the live stream is mm. going to refer to NXT only as AEW and only work with William ah, Regal. That's cool. Because that's the thing. I made uh, on my day one, I only got a WWE, my first wrestling game in literally 15 years. I got this yeah. because I wanted to make it into an AEW game. So I got it. I hopped in the creation suite. I downloaded Dynamite as an arena. Yeah. Uh, Revolution's in there too. Everyone uploads Revolution. Custom, <laughs> uploads custom PNG images. So all the ring stuff looks appropriate. All yeah, the entire it looks really good, doesn't it? It looks really good. You can make your own show in the game, which I maybe has been a thing for a few years. Again, I'm coming back after 15 years. But you can make AEW in the game, which has transition yeah. animation, TV animations. Mm-hmm. Um, a watermark that is the AEW logo. It's like, mad, isn't I'm it? I'm just playing AEW, to be honest. Like, I'm playing as Brian Danielson. I'm going up against Kenny Omega. Like, that's my thing. And so it's worked for me beautifully. Um, and that was two days ago. So I know I know their servers are on fire right now. At least they are on PlayStation. Um, yeah, I think, I, I, the thing is, I said in the review, didn't mm-hmm. I, that like the I hadn't played the online version and I had my fingers crossed and a big smoke smile on my face saying, I hope that their netcode can handle <laughs> uh, day one thing. And oh man, the amount of people that are on this game at the moment, <sighs> it's like, it was never going to to launch well in terms of the online thing but the game itself when you're playing is great it's oh, just yeah, uh, yeah. um the only thing that i did find quite annoying is the fact mm. that if you've got content creator mode switched on for playing online or streaming it mm. it doesn't just cut out all of the licensed tracks which obviously makes uh, sense uh. but it's like there's there's no music in the game there's yeah. nothing at all so i so what i've had to do is i've had to invest in some kazoos <laughs> so that i'm going to basically bring back the wwe universe, and i'm going to make uh, all of the uh, ring entrances myself. Okay. So, uh, can you give us a that. little kazoo blast? Give me a give me. Who do you want? Uh, I was going to say John Cena. That feels like it leans it lends itself. Oh, we'll do that. Better. We'll do that. But that's you know. So they can't do that. They can't the, uh, copyright the, the, that. You can't copyright a kazoo, mate. That's true. The, the microphone compression did not like that. But the start of that little <laughs> toot sorry. came through very nicely. <laughs> but the, the rest of it, it just said no. Maybe uh, maybe 2K is working for this as well. But um, yeah, overall, though, in the second half of this dude's question, um, saying, do we think the AEW game will be good? I hope so. Because I think as much as I'm enjoying 2K22, um, it is that thing of it could still be faster. It could still be tighter. It still could feel like older SmackDown games. And I yeah. think that's what the AEW game will be. Like, um, they've got the old... Um, was it Yukes who made uh, No Mercy back in the day? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they've got that dev team. Apparently, that's what they're skewing for. Apparently, they've had this dream idea for a wrestling game for, for decades um, in terms of the way the animations would come together and the grapples and everything. And that's what the AW game is going to be. So I think that for as much as WWE 2K22 is the best one they've had in ages, um, there's yep. still a simulation side of it where you're trying to please the yeah, crowd. You're sort of, yep. you know, the MyGM stuff. You're still sort of treating it like... Um, a show like a piece of entertainment whereas i think and the aw one will be full-on game mechanics gameplay just fun just like a fun stupid spam fest do you remember um the wrestlemania game that got released for the gamecube um i think that it's gonna skew that sort of line where it's gonna be like very silly over the top in places but it's Mm. all gonna fit within the wider thing of like wrestling is fantasy so it's Mm. gonna be like over the top like you'll probably have people being able to die from the tops of buildings rather than just from the tops (laughs) of ropes and it will just be like whoa sick but it'll just be like close to that 
in 2K22, if you do a backstage mm-hmm. brawl match, you can climb all the way up like the back end of the arena, but then you just die from a knockout if you fall off. So it's like, well, yeah. okay, it's like, like it's close, but that's it totally. then. Um, next question from Jack Taylor, who says, are we excited for the new Obi-Wan series or do we think it won't live up to the hype? Now, I think you're more positive on this than me in, in general. I am because of the fact that um, while I am yet to catch up on uh, the old book of Bob, I am still very, very much in, invested in the Star Wars expanded universe that they're doing mm. for uh, through Disney+. Plus. Uh, Mandalorian is obviously one of the best shows mm-hmm. that I've seen in a long time, and I'm hearing very good things about Book of Bobby. Um, so it's a case of, are they going to be able to continue this? I really bloody hope so, because it mm. seems that they are putting in the time and the effort to expand these characters and flesh them out in proper ways. And the fact that you've got the man himself back <laughs> in the role. Like, like how, he's, he's never turned in a bad performance as Obi-Wan, has he? He's always no, given it his true. all. I mean, I think like, obviously, yeah, McGregor has wanted to reprise Obi-Wan for like ever mm-hmm. since the end of the prequels. And it makes sense. And he did like a little uh, few voice lines that were used in the new trilogy. I just for me personally, I'm completely checked out of Star Wars. So I'm just kind Fair of like, well, is it and the I same want... like that you had for Marvel? Like when they did all of their like extended universe stuff, you're just like, OK, cool. Yeah, this Kinda, is just more I, of the same. It's weird because Marvel had more of a story pull. Like Star Wars just feels entirely corporate. Like it just feels entirely uh, worn out where it just feels like, you know, it's like this big corporate product going like, oh, what do the fans love? It's like sort of like this workaholic returning home with like the, the kid's favorite cake and they've not been there so, for like years and they're just sort of going, but it, we got the thing you like though so you think it's just more fan service rather than actual like progression for the franchise the yeah, thing is, I, is that I, I feel be. like they're I think that they're in a bit of damage control because obviously mm. the way that the last two films of the uh, the new uh, sequel trilogy yep. they hit with that sort of like oh we're not sure if we like the second one because it's a bit too different mm. and we definitely don't like the third one because it's too much trying to undo what the second mm. was trying to put into place so i feel like now they're just like listen we have to recreate the like the magic, the magic. of star wars so what we're going to do is we're going to give you everything you want and that's not a great thing long term, mm. but it is right now doing a lot of positives for the brand overall. Yeah, I think it's it is it's working to some degree. I don't know. There's something about the fact that they algorithmically made Luke Skywalker without Mark Hamill at all, like just making an algorithmic yeah. voice pack and a weird CG version of Luke that just doesn't look quite right mm-hmm. um, in those shows. I know you've not seen Bobby yet, but he's in there. And it's just like, it should be cool. But it's just one of those things where for me, looking back to the past that much with no real fresh idea, like when Obi-Wan's trailer started, oh, it's Tatooine again. And it's it's a dusty planet. And I'm like, well, it can't not be that. But also you've kind of missed your window. And like, for me, I don't know, like I just... We've been we've we've seen the Disney influence so much. They messed it up so much, and then now they're like, "Oh God, sorry, this is what you wanted." Okay, money go into that thing. Do the safe bet. Do the safe bet. And I just mm. I don't know. I, I proof will be in the pudding. I'll see if it's interesting. I like Mandalorian season one. Um, and yeah, I mean, I like Star Wars, but I, I like so, the games way more than anything else at this point. What would you want to see then from Star Wars going forward? If you had to pick a character to focus on or a story to tell, or see, do you first, think that the whole point is that it should just be left alone for yes. uh, for another 10 years and that, then come back to it? When you said, yeah, what do I want to see from Star Wars? Nothing. I want them to rest the IP. Mm. I want them to give it a few years, make people miss it. Um, I know that in regards to the movies, they're trying to do that because they're doing all the Old Republic reboot stuff um, or High Republic stuff. But um, yeah, rest it. Like I, For me, it feels too much like a company just pumping stuff out over and over again. See, for me, I want there to be, I know that I'm already getting what I want with mm. Obi-Wan because I, I actually love that character. He's like one of my favorites, like film characters ever. But yeah. I 
would say that if I got to choose what my next story would be to see, I would have an entire series focused on pod racing. I think that that's I would one love of the that. Best, yeah. Like, honestly, it's one of the best things that the prequel ever introduced. <laughs> and that so- story of like um, Anakin winning the race to win him and his mother's freedom, mm. like that actually felt more emotional than half of the, the other film. And yeah. like yeah. it was given time to actually be developed into feeling like a big action spectacle. Mm-hmm. If there is like a down and out team from a backwater outer rims thing and it's them trying to basically just get into like the minor leagues of the racing circuits and it's their trials and tribulations of working together as a team recruiting engineers from around the thing mm. and building this like amazing like racing vehicle yeah. that would be brilliant because it's like um like anime series show that if you put sports into um into like animated series mm. you can get true drama and ridiculousness in equal measure out of it and i feel like the pod racing scene is just left completely Honestly, untapped man, at the moment if they did like a rogue one for the prequels where you sort of you take like mm. the, you do like you said you do the whole story of like what pod racing means to this community it's like this, it's like this release from all the other because they're all they're under um like empire Jabba the Hutt, yeah yeah it's, it's, and, um, it's under the hut cartel rule the one yeah it's, i was gonna say predates empire but yeah like you know they're all slaves and everything and it's like yeah you could have Absolutely do that. And then that would only reinforce how big of a deal it is that Anakin does that thing in episode one, which is what Rogue mm. One did for me watching, rewatching episode four. I was like, this means so much more because we know that you're, you know, the, the backdrop yeah. of this brutal uh, other, other movie. And it like, it removes the Jedi aspect. It removes mm. all of the sort of like, because this is the thing, I will admit that the one aspect of the, uh, the Star Wars community that I don't like is that everything has to be tied to everything. Yes. And I feel like, like yes, okay, we get it. The force is very prevalent throughout the universe in it, all the, like, the galaxy mm. in many shapes and forms. Why not just leave that for the moment? Have it so that it's like, if the force is touching this, it's a speck of the force. It's landed on one person to uh, let them achieve greatness through belief in themselves. Mm-hmm. Don't have it attached to the Jedi. Don't have any Sith stuff. Don't have any stuff. Maybe have some like uh, gambling and getting in with the wrong people with the hut cartels and like the greater evils of that side, but keep it focused on a story that is more. It doesn't even have to be a human, but more human as a no, story man, like, element. Massive agree. Like, I mean, they, they have it. It's, it's going to be a galaxy far, far away, but it feels tiny. Like, it, it feels like they're. Yeah, it it's does, like doesn't it? Because it's always focused keep... on the same thing. Yeah. And it's like we've got three different desert planets. And it's like, why is there not way yeah. more stuff going on? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just, like I said, I'm, I'm just checked out. I feel like I, I see too much of the corporate influence. It's like me getting mm. excited for a new Ubisoft game. It's just, it's kind of just like, okay, it's, it's more of what I know I'm going to get. Yeah. So, You're like, almost like walking in there going, okay, it's Far Cry, but with this element added on top. Yeah. And in regards to Obi-Wan, as soon as they started showing some of those wider angle shots, I was like, well, that's a soundstage. That looks CG. You're not going to um, do too right, many practical okay. effects. It, just, okay. it was just that thing where it doesn't have the magic. It doesn't feel like there's a creative force behind it. It feels like it's willed by business. And I think mm-hmm. that's the thing that at the core just puts me off. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny System, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny System with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. 
This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And so, because right now I've canceled Disney Plus, like I canceled it last month. So it expires at the end of this month and I'm not yep. going to be renewing it. So I, that'll be the first Star Wars Marvel thing that I'm just not going to keep you, up with. Yeah, not Because I'm just jerking mm, stuff out. So I'll see. I mean, maybe it's amazing and I'll go and check it out, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a few people asking about the Kirby game and uh, we had because the demo's out now and uh, I do have access yes. to the full game so I can talk about it in a preview capacity. Um, but just in general, people asking the, um, the state of the, um, through the lens of the demo or just in general, is this the next evolution of Kirby? Um, okay. I love- so what I'm do, is, what, Guys, yeah. guys, we're going to get, we're going to get scoop right now. Uh, I know that Scott is under NDA. <laughs> he cannot like tell me in any way, but because I can see him via my camera, right? Yes. Okay, I'm going to ask him a question. <laughs> is, it, is it any good? Yes or no? Nod. Okay, I oh yeah. So so I have had an answer, uh, and I can confirm that uh, I have an answer. So there we go. You'll have to come and watch the full <laughs> review over on uh, the What Culture Gaming. Yes, as as another inside baseball thing, we won't be doing a video review because Nintendo stuff never works on our channel. Plus, they oh, also okay. love copyright striking it. But I'll be doing a text review. So if you love a okay, cheeky old school text review, then you come back later on. But um, in regards to the preview stuff, um, yes, I think it's brilliant. I love all the mouth mode stuff. I mean, the thing is, all they've done is taken Kirby and gone, what can we map over to Mario Odyssey? So like the mouth mode stuff, Fair enough. it's largely the, the cappy stuff from Odyssey. Um, and you have, you know, full, it's just a standard 3D platformer, but you do have the ability of Kirby having all these different costumes and uh, different mouth mode abilities too. Um, in terms of speaking through the first five levels and nothing else, um, yep. you do get a nice balance of the mouth mode stuff and uh, more of just better, um, the costumes that you can factor in. So any, any enemy, you can swallow you can do that thing throwing fireballs using a sword whatever yep is it challenging is it actually quite difficult or is it like pretty easy because this is the thing like so for some Mm. reason the kirby fan base there's like a subset of them that really (laughs) think that kirby's a badass and they want him to have like a really difficult challenge i think he's a badass but I don't care what about the hell? What is Sakurai a in your water? Water? How is How is he? A, 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 literally, look at him. Look at him with your with your eyes and tell me, what do you see? Do you see some like warrior of, of renown and yeah. fame? No, you see some, literally the who's end the of a only, pencil eraser who's with the eyes. the only character that survived the great Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Wipeout? because the creator of it is telling you it that he's matter. cool. This is, no, it does matter. This, oh, this, is, this is my <laughs> That's problem. That's the law. This is like, this is like when uh, bloody uh, Resident Evil Six came out, and everyone right. told us that, that um, what's what's his name Wesker's kid. Yes. Um, oh, uh, is it Al- Jake. Uh, Adam Alex Jake Jake? Yeah. yeah. So Jake Wesker, when he comes in, he's like, so, "Oh, I'm kick flipping this guy. I'm doing a backflip. Oh, I'm so cool." <laughs> but you never ever do those things as him. He only is cutscene cool. So when it comes right. to actually playing him, he's a, still a total burk. Right. Kirby, so he's has got so Kirby, much gameplay going on. Right. I'm just saying though. 
but that was the game telling you he's cool rather than him proving that he's cool. Like oh. I, and I'm just saying here, Kirby has been told to us that he's a badass, but I've not seen him being a badass. Like, mate, he, what's he done? He's duffed up a tree. He's beaten a a penguin. What's he he swallow whatever you put in his way and become that thing and poop it out? He doesn't care if he wants to poop in this game. Well, he sort of like emits a star. He can spit it. So it's like he'll uh, he'll spit something back at you, but he just eats whatever he wants. He can devour stuff. He's got his lips around a car at this point, driving it with his little tongue. He doesn't care. Like, okay, yeah. I don't. I, him him gumming off someone <laughs> isn't like exactly what I consider to be like a super badass thing. Like I don't I, I don't get it. I don't get. I just it. think there's something about him that I think he has a bit of swagger. He has always got a bit of a swagger going on. He's always like he takes things at his own pace. I like the fact that he's just sort of you know, he's very friendly and he's just eating stuff and he can become anything. I think he can wield a sword. He can fly right. around. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever you need, mate. You've but, got a sidekick. What else do you want? Okay, okay. so he can do cool stuff. Yeah. But it doesn't mean he's a badass. I still like the character. He's never failed. He's never failed. Oh, he, the world rests he's got, on his shoulders. He's, he's fine But then it. he's got that... He's just written to win, though, isn't he? He's just written to win. <laughs> but he doesn't know that. Mario, in world. Mario, Mario, in Mario Odyssey, yes. got his ass handed to him over and over by Bowser. <laughs> Every single time he caught up to him, he got that. And I was like, that's the most humanizing moment that he's had for the character. No, that's what makes... And I felt that what, his struggle was greater because of Yes, it. that's what makes Kirby... We, I'm going to clarify that me and Jules are on a slight delay, which only adds to this back and forth. But Kirby <laughs> is very much a god within that world. And obviously, yes, Masahiro Sakurai writes him as a god, and he was the only person yeah. that survived Super Smash brothers but he's still a god he's just doing whatever i watched that whole thing on polygon with um brian david gilbert trying to break down the rules of kirby because what is even inside him that lets him swallow oh, stuff no idea and transmute it into some sort of power <laughs> and he concluded that it's largely a black hole in there but like he's just largely in control of his black hole i think Kirby's what a dead. terrifying death yeah <laughs> oh god Kirby swallowed alive by him getting his getting his mouth round you like just sort of like crowning <sighs> you would just be really really <sighs> weird he's terrifying <laughs> in this new game to be to be uh uh, to be honest, but I, I love Kirby. And the, from the first okay. five levels, it's very good. In regards to what you asked me 10 years ago, the actual challenge stuff, um, not in the first five levels, let's say. Okay. And um, that's all okay. I can talk about. So it's it's very easy. I mean, it's a game for three-year-olds. Like there's bits and pieces. Right. Um, but that's that the thing. It's a game else, for, but that's it's it. a game for three-year-olds, but it's marketed like he's some sort of badass. It's like, oh, it's to- Tony Stark's just dropped down over here. No, it's just it's Kirby <laughs> having a laugh. I think if- Having uh, a if, nosh on somebody's drain pipe. If in Kirby there wasn't a nosh button, and if they hadn't just enhanced the nosh in this latest game, then I would be totally with you. If they were just telling me, show, don't tell, if they were just telling and not showing, then whatever. But in this game, you can go swallow stuff and spit it out and become a sword man and, and dance around as a hurricane. You can do whatever you want. If I, I tell you what, if they wanted to sell me this game, they would rebrand it as uh, Kirby Noshtar Allies. <laughs> that, that's it. That's you, you got me sold then. All I'm saying is if you jump in a pool of water, he automatically spawns a little rubber ring and he looks he looks delightful. And also- Okay, that's actually loved, pretty cool. You saw, when he yeah, swims, he, when he fishes, he puts a little fisherman's hat on. And when he's got, Amazing. when he uses a big rubber mallet, he gets a little safety helmet on. It's just- Oh, that's just, oh, safety first. I enjoy just, it. Okay, I enjoy that. I enjoy that. Okay, I'm being one over. over. It's a, it's a nice time. Next question from Pinky, who says, I just pre-ordered the GTA 5 upgrade, I know, I know, as it was under £9 on the PlayStation Store when I used my PlayStation 4 disc edition. Now, that is out today, um, GTA 5 on PS5, Ooh, Xbox okay. Series systems. I haven't seen many people talking about it, though, but it is out today. Um, will we be returning to Los Santos, and is it worth it for under a tenner? Now, I've not got a hands-on with it yet, but what's your thoughts on GTA 5 after nine <sighs> years? I mean, I've played the game all the way through. Mm. I there's been no additional content worth speaking about apart nope. from some new weapons put in there and graphical up for updates. I got it on the PS4 and played through all of that again just to make mm. sure of my decision. <laughs> and ever since then, it's just like, yeah, okay, cool. You've got you uh, like a smoother frame rate. To be fair, though, like I appreciate the fact that they are 
trying to polish it again and again mm. and again but it does come a point where it's the same with skyrim it's like i have seen the majority <laughs> of this game and it's not wowing me on a technical level mm. anymore because i think to myself oh it looks cool but i have done this i've yeah. already done this like what is like the new graphics won't improve my experience in fact no. it's actually making some areas of the game seem worse because i'm like oh i've i've done this mission so many times now that i'm starting to just realize that it is a lot of the drive here, kill that, drive home, drive yes. here, kill that, drive. It's like, oh, okay, that does get re repetitive after a while. Yeah, that's definitely that's the thing of like, you know, it came from 20, it's like a horror movie. It came from 2013. From 20 years same, ago. In the same like regard, like, yeah, open world games were different back then. The new age of open world stuff is feels more like a Breath of the Wild or an Elden Ring or a go find it mm -hmm. yourself type game and not just go to this marker, watch a cutscene, and then go somewhere else, watch another cutscene, shoot two men, and then the mission's complete. So I think, yeah, yeah it feels like that. I mean, I, I'm, gonna get it because i have a sickness and i must get everything but at the same time <laughs> um i've got plenty of other things to play but i do like the idea of dipping into gta 5 again and just just seeing how it feels on uh, on new gen because okay. they have added a lot of dual sense stuff and if there's one thing that i think can elevate games um, even though it has to be done very right for it to feel this way um it's dual sense stuff so i'm curious sure. how that sure. feels um, a final question is from Elfar Oliver, who says, please just slag if my British vocab is correct on the state of play. So let's just slag out the state of play. Also, will we ever get to find out how many fingers that guy was holding up? It's been months. Now, I remember we us getting this question in 2020. Someone just said, how many fingers am I holding up? And I think we suggested three. But wait, 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 which fingers? What am I talking about? I'm so lost here. What are we on about? I've got a memory of like a week, mate. You're going to have to refresh Oh, it. you're telling me. I barely remember what happened this morning, to be honest. But um, okay. no, no, last year, it may have been earlier this year, Times of Flat Circle, we got a question of someone just saying, how many fingers am I holding up? And me and you, I think, oh. both thought that he had three. But that person never yeah. followed up. So we don't know. So Elfa Oliver needs to know. So you, whoever you are, <laughs> finger man, you get back in touch. I don't care if you played Elden Ring. <laughs> I, I just I need to know. That. How many fingers? Brilliant. The continuity of the UBP. What, Mate, you know? it's, it's, it's brilliant. Good. There's going to be like a Wikipedia page where they're going to stitch together all the events and make this amazing <laughs> timeline that will be as convoluted as The Legend of Zelda's. Ten UBP cliffhangers that you'll never get oh, answers man. to. Um, Where's yes, the mugs, number one? <laughs> <laughs> the thing that you um, need, Mr. Elfar Oliver, is that you slag things off. So you're very close. Um, you yeah. slag off the state of play because it was very disappointing this week. Um, and do we yeah. want to know why we call it that? It's because of the fact that it's the uh, it's the chemical process of making coal. I want to say, or like, wait, there's the slag is what's left, and then okay. that gets like uh, put away. So to slag something off means to get rid of the crap, basically. That I, I mean, that is a very very generalized version of it. I don't know the actual technical terms, but I know that that is something to do with it. No, genuinely, that's awesome. That reminds me of when I looked into the history of the roast dinner, which is a whole thing to do with when um, the farmers wait, stop it. the podcast. Please tell me more. <laughs> Because <laughs> every now and then, like you've just said that, you'll sort of think, you go, where'd that thing come from? And I was yeah. like, why is the roast dinner such a big deal? So I looked into that and it was like, you know, um, eons ago when um, they had the bigger divide between the farmlands and the um, the pageantry and um, the farmers obviously would be owned by um, the various like top tier um, families and everything would yeah. be asked to um, present what they their livestock had produced. So obviously you had the cows and the pigs and everything else. Mm -hmm. So they would put together this dinner that was the best thing that that given piece of land could produce, which then oh, became right. this back and forth thing. Thing between all the pageantry, all the all the aristocracy, being like, well, my land's version is better, my roast dinner is better, um, and then uh, over time, okay. as wealth distribution changed, the idea of the um, the roast dinner being this thing that you would show off would change over time, so that different um, it just became more of a thing that was representative of the working class in itself. Like, look what my it's like land, the family, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, like you know, it provides it's all these different meat groups. It's quite easy to put together um, overall. So it became this thing that we sort of just have every Sunday, at least we do in, in England, um, that is representative of the best that the working classes can put together. 
um, which you just you still to this day you can't beat a roast dinner. So it's just it's still some no, of the best stuff. You, you can't you can't beat your mum's roast dinner. That's what mm. the same as or your nan's roast dinner because that's apparently what uh, the measure that we always go by. I like the thing of like the roast dinner is the king of dinners and the Christmas dinner is the king of roast dinners. So it's like oh, there is man. still a hierarchy to those. There's things. a level of excitement that only comes <laughs> when you are looking like you're basting your whatever meat you're doing or you're basically like moving your your potatoes around and whatever yes. like coatings you've got and you just smell it and you go like this is. Christmas. This is Christmas. This is Christmas. Um, in regards to the state of play, it was terrible. Now, I didn't have any genuine mm. um, anticipation for this. It was only 20 minutes long. They got out ahead of time saying that a lot of, uh, it would only be Japanese uh, studios that could do it. There was a leaked account called Account NGT worth following who said um, that they've been right on many leaks. They said that yeah. um, a lot of the Western Sony studios weren't ready for this deadline, which is why none of the bigger Western games were available. Um, and you could tell like it's... most of this thing was just a Square Enix showcase. And even then it was really lame. It's really interesting because of the fact that you've got like, um, if the Western studios weren't ready, then why not delay it? Like at the end of the day, mm. they are in control of it. And it's uh, it's an online event. Mm-hmm. So all they need to do is collect trailers, create mm-hmm. a package and press play. There was nobody giving like a true sort of like real feel to it. They could, they could have moved that away mm-hmm. and just put it to a deadline that suited think- everyone. Yeah, I mean, I think they're in a weird spot right now because Ghostwire Tokyo is out in like a week or so. And then after that, they don't have anything else penciled in for the rest of the year. Like, you know, maybe it's because Go- well, and stuff. I, I do feel that maybe Ghostwire, uh, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo has not had a marketing campaign that has been yep. uh, like really existent here in the UK. I don't know what it's like abroad, but it's like I have no idea what that game is or what it's about. <laughs> and I've seen people playing like uh, bits of it, like 18 mm. minute demo playthroughs and stuff like that. And I'm like, OK, but where's the marketing? Where's the hype for this? Yeah. Like it's it seems like putting it into the hand of players is one thing, but mm. telling other people that's never heard of it or well, what to really expect weird. from it is very weird. Yeah, it's, it is weird because, well, it's, I think it's literally because um, ever since Tango went along to Xbox and they're now, they were part of that whole Bethesda family mm-hmm. acquisition deal thing, then Sony are like, well, we need to market this game because it's exclusive to PlayStation for now. But at the same yeah. time, any marketing we do, any increased sales, the, assumedly the large percentage part of that doesn't go to us, it goes straight to the competition. So I think uh, yeah, they're I trying so. to walk that line. Um, but also in regards to why I think they did the show now, if I was there, if I was their big um, money people, I kind of just think that they split it and they're like, okay, well, we can still do a Japanese showcase now. Um, that keeps the shareholders invested. It keeps people, and in theory, it keeps people um, up to date on what's coming. And then they can do a Western thing later. They can do a God of War thing later or whatever mm. it is. Um, and maybe they split it that way. But I think that the downfall is that the stuff that was here was just lame. Like there wasn't Final Fantasy well, 16. It was just I'd, whatever. Yeah, it wasn't terrible, terrible. Mm. But it was, there was like... There was a significant lack of triple A classics immediately coming watch, out of the I game. Like, like yeah. I was I was very excited to see Returnal getting the co-op uh, mm. mode. I think that's great, but that's a free update. So mm. no one's making any money on that one apart from maybe sales of the game, uh, <laughs> whatever. But apart from the Cowabunga pack, which I was so hyped for. I like I cannot stress how much that means to me konami putting that out because it's mm. got the arcade versions of those games in yes and they are incredibly hard to find but they are also a cornerstone of my childhood mm-hmm. i remember going down to my local swimming center and they had that game they had right. that and gauntlet as the two games that were there and me and my friends because they were <laughs> both four player would play the hell out of that game it I thought that, that TMNT fun. arcade game I played in a barcade in New York for the first time, which is like nice. that's just cemented as that memory. But like, yeah, it's been yep. a long time since those things were more readily available. Um, but yeah, the stuff that they ended on and like sort of, I think there was a bit of a Babylon's Fall in there, but there was a lot of Square Enix stuff. Um, and the that weird spoken thing looked okay. 
Like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see it, but only because of the fact that I want them to use that platform to tell a story that isn't just generic um, sci-fi slash fantasy affair. Mm. I feel like they've chosen that protagonist for a reason. Mm. And yet I'm still waiting to see why they've chosen. That totally. That's a really good way to put it, to be honest, because a lot of the, the, the pieces of Forspoken feel like, you know, studio mandated 101. Like we're going to have this mm. like really like generic feel to it. The dialogue is like Marvel light. It just feels very yeah. lacking in personality, even though it is a new IP. So, yeah, I mean... Like, yeah, I'm curious about a lot of it. I hated that weird fake out Dino Crisis thing that they did. Especially like, when it came like afterwards and it was like, oh, it's not Dino Crisis. Not at all. Like, it's like an oh. anthem thing. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, if they just, it's just like Monster Hunter, but with dinosaurs as yeah. sci-fi. And I was like, I, I don't know. I was just felt, I felt very underwhelmed by that. But yeah. I, I was, I, I did enjoy looking at the um, the new Final Fantasy. Is it called a Stranger's? something oh there is that um stranger in paradise's final fantasy origin that's like their weird yeah. 90s themed thing where like new metals all over it which could be great that's coming out really soon yeah that's coming out of like Isn't apparently like it? Is, it, is it coming out at the end of this month uh it's soon yeah i think it's in march yeah i think it's the end of the so month. i'm like I, i'm very interested in it but again mm. i've seen nothing about it and right. we actively have been looking for stuff on <laughs> these upcoming games the thing with that is like i played the demo when the first demo they put out for that and it's like it's like an action focused final fantasy but like i said the is it good? dialogue it was fine like it was just mm. it wasn't like final fantasy 7 remake combat it was kind of like a hybrid of trying to be like a live action um like third person hack and slash thing but with a really weird character really weird protagonist and a really mm. weird tone and um, where the okay. guy's like his phone's ringtone is like um, Limp Bizkit style. And then- Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the yeah I remember, I'm remember like, that bash. Okay. So yeah, maybe that'll be brilliant. But the state of play was just a bit of a mixed bag. And um, yeah, as always, you're better off not having any um, expectations whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I had zero and it still undercut them. But at least there's some <laughs> stuff um, planned for the rest of the year. Um, but overall, it's been the Untitled Banda podcast. I almost said Untitled Banda podcast. It's been the Untitled Banda podcast. The Untitled yep. Banda podcast is when we make a lot more money. But until then, <laughs> it's the Untitled Banda podcast. The UBP. The UBP. 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 I've been Scott Hill for John by Jules Gill. Thank you very much for having me. Massive thank you to everybody for sending in their questions and we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>